When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Sersha here on Room 104. Evening. I hope you're well. Keep your eyes out for fake Sersha and fake Ronan on Tinder if you are uh, using it at the moment. We'll fill you in a little bit later on how we're doing with that. Now, the most popular, most streamed, most uh, successful song at the moment is? At the moment? The, the number one song in the world? Is, right now. Right now is? Uh, Billie Eilish. No, no. Uh... I don't know. Come on now. It's the number one song in the world. It broke like millions of streaming records, millions of billboard records. Stupid. Ariana Grande. No. Someone we play. Oh, someone we play, yeah. It's, it's it's a bit of an emotional song. It's a great song though, but it uh number one in the world right Lewis now. All over no, no, it's a girl. It's a girl? Yeah, I don't know. Cardi B. No. Uh no, it is the song Driver's License. I'm Olivia Rodrigo. This This is the most popular song in the world right now. Uh, this has been the most popular song in the world for the last couple of weeks, yeah. Blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, but like Crossy interviewed her a couple of weeks ago as well, it's up on the website. This like broke streaming records all over the world, like hundreds of millions of streams, hundreds of millions of downloads, and it is just smashing records and smashing charts. All over the world, right? Right. Uh, so this is Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License, which is a very cool, popular song right now. But uh, I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole a little bit earlier on and found some very, very strange, interesting covers of said song. And like, I'm a fan of a odd cover of a song. Yeah. Like bluegrass covers of pop songs. Amazing. Metal covers of uh, pop songs. Always good as well. I found a remix of this song Driver's License or a cover of it from a rock band and dare I say it it's unbelievable oh let me hear it uh, I want to play this out for you now right uh, where are we going now yeah so this is from a group called Rain Paris and they've done a cover of that very emotional song and have a listen and what do you make of this I like this. It's good, isn't yeah. it? Not 
not bad cover at all, no, is it? No, that's a good cover now, a yeah. A heavy kind of rocky, it's not, not really medley, but a rocky cover of uh, Olivia Rodriguez's Driver's License. Wait till it gets to the course here now. Do you know who it reminds me of? Who? Who is that uh, singer? Um, Avril Lavigne? No. Oh, what's her name? That whole, that whole style. Paramore. That's oh, who, that, that. Paramore, yes. Actually, very like... Cracking version of that song. But it sent me down a, a rabbit hole, right, yeah. of looking for really, really weird covers. So if you've ever come across a strange, odd, weird, unique cover that you're like, wow, that was either brilliantly good or insanely bad, let us know. Send us in the, the link and we'll give it a quick play. But 087-6797-104. Came across a lot of very, very weird ones. Now, this one's going to sound odd, right? I found this group who do covers of some of the most popular songs in the world, right? Mm. And I found them on a documentary about a group of girls in the United States years ago who allegedly formed a pregnancy pack. Oh, weird. Yeah, they were all in high school and they all got pregnant in the same year. So like 15 girls all got pregnant in the same year and the rumours going around the town was they formed a secret little pregnancy pact and they all said, we're all going to get pregnant this year. That's and they really went out strange. And, and they all actually did get pregnant. It was insane. Anyway, uh, the one of the bands that were, or the groups that was doing the music in the background to this mm. uh, documentary was all very like emotive. And Anyway, they're called Scala and the Colcony Brothers, right? And they do some of the strangest remixes of some of the most popular songs in the world, right? And they've done Radiohead's Creep, but they're a choir. Right. I love this. They're a big choir. Yeah. And this is uh, Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics, right? And it's done by a group of people who are singing a choir. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to very weird, isn't it? Very, very weird. And this was obviously on in the background going. 14 girls got pregnant in one six month period nobody knows how or why I love it very eerie and very weird yeah very that's uh, on the Colkney Brothers they do loads of stuff they do Radiohead's Creep as well by the way they do a massive amount of uh, that's a great song when it's remixed or there's a different version of Creep yeah. that can be done well did you ever hear the uh, was it Britain's Got Talent the guy that was singing the nursery rhymes. No. Oh, it's genius. Britain's Got Talent. It will come up. But he basically took very well-known nursery rhymes like um, Humpty Dumpty and stuff and sang it. And it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that was it. Is this in here? This is yeah. in here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh, dead. this. My name is Edward Reed. I'm 35. And oh, 35. I'm here we go. And on that farm he had some sheep E-I-E-I-O Oh, I like it. Gets better, gets better. With a ba-ba here And a ba-ba there Here a ba, there a ba Everywhere a ba-ba Oh, yeah. 
E I E I O. <laughs> wait for this bit. Wait for this bit. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> Great find on that search. That's yeah, amazing. Uh, and if you've ever any come across any weird um, covers of songs, let us know. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. And if you're a Disney fan and a fan of Frozen, I found a amazing like hard house techno remix oh, of Let yes. It Go. I mean, who doesn't want to hear? Magic. Let It Go Frozen, the hard style remix. Here with the drop coming. Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always had to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Here we go now, Frozen, let it go. The Heartstyle remix. Well, now they know. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Okay. Waiting for the drop now. You know, when nightclubs are coming back, this is the type of stuff I want oh, to play. And you have yes. no idea what's going on. It's 4 a.m. in the morning. You're falling out of coppers and it's just... Let it go, let it go. Like, were we dancing to a rave remix of Let It Go? Yes, you were. That's how good life's going to be. That is cool. Uh, I like that Sooner rather than later, right? So obviously that's been done. There's uh, a few weird ones. But I found... I wanted to see if there was a weird remix of Cardi B's WAP. Oh, you did not find a cool remix of that? There is millions and is millions and millions of remixes of that, but I found a metal remix, so like a metal rock <laughs> remix. I don't even know, it'll obviously be the explicit version, but sure, look, what the time we'll we play at? it anyway. It's grand. Uh, 10 past 11. 10 past 11, we're all right. And uh, this is from a guy called Leo Moraccioli. It's got a few million views, and he is like... What do I say? It's like a, it's, it's kind of death metal-y. Maybe not death metal, but a kind of metal uh, cover. And they have their own band, their own gigs and stuff like that. And he's Norwegian and he put this together. And this is his cover of Cardi B's WAP. And it's uh, like it's intense. Rock Leap Studios. That's the Rock Leap Studios. It's very intense and very different. <laughs> There's some horse in this house. So a little bit angry. Oh, I love it. But it's not bad, is it? No, it's good. It's probably a little bit better. You see, I can't even, you know, there's no clean version of this. The video's rather good as well. It's a toy, it's a puppet of a cat. Or, yeah. Um, oh, jeez, my God. <laughs> anyway, he's doing a, yeah, a bit of a metal cover there from... Um, that's good. I like that one. I'm that's got a couple of uh, million views as well. Um, but listen, if, if you if you have any links to any good ones, we'll take either, you know, Hardhouse, Ravy-style techno ones or strange acoustic kind of uh, 
strange remixes. Let us know what the crack is if you have any good ones. 87 104 Here's Kongs versus Cooking on three burners. This is This Girl. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. This Girl, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want to. Going through some of the weirder... Uh, covers that you've ever come across online I found, I found a really strange one not strange one a very good one for Olivia Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license it goes a little like this it's kind of rock a rockier cover of her really song soft a poppy song which is very emotional but it's been rocked up by a group called Rain Paris the rock cover It's a very kind of a Paramore-esque kind of cover. It's yeah, not bad, I like uh, it, yeah. Not bad at all. It's a little bit upbeat. Mm. If you have any, um, if you've heard any good covers, um, good, strange, unique covers that you've come across online before, do let us know. We'll give it a quick play. 0876797104. Now, we, uh, Billie Eilish, you mentioned uh, a few moments ago, right? Bad Guy is yeah. one of the most popular songs at the moment as well. Doing very, very well. But there is a gr- crowd that have done a tango-style cover of it. Oh, a tango style cover. Yeah, a little this, bit. Yeah, this sounds strange. Something I'd be into though. Um, yeah, you're into your tango. I well, I love Bad Guy, but I think it's a little bit. It can be a bit like, what's the word? Drawn out. Well, here it is now. It it's kind of sounds like nearly a wedding band would be covering this, but this is a tango style I cover of it. Like oh, this yeah. could nearly be in a Bond movie. Yeah, I like this. You know, the this Bond Adele covered, and it's kind of like the start of the next Bond movie coming out. Yeah. Ah, so oh, Penny. And he's in his white tux, and they're going back and forth, and she's trying to kill him, and he's yeah, trying to kill her, and it's one hundred percent a film with what's his name? Daniel Craig. In it? Yeah, Daniel Craig. Just in the background there. <laughs> Not bad. Very good. The salsa tango version of Billy Eilish, bad guy. I'm the bad guy. I love it. Oh, that's gas. That's uh, deadly. That's uh, my favorite so far. Really? Yeah. So different. This this has changed. This isn't a James Bond movie anymore. This no, is like no. a comedy movie, unfortunately. Uh, that is the Tango style cover uh, featuring Ariana Savalas. Savalas? Maybe I'm not getting it right. Anyway, you can find that online as well. Uh, I'm a fan of a random bluegrass cover song as well. Uh, so this is Ed Sheeran's Shape of You, right? Except done bluegrass. There's a bluegrass version of Maniac out there somewhere. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. I'm telling oh, you, I don't like that at all. Bring the uh, line dancing back, Sersha. No, don't. It's your Really? Yeah, no, that doesn't work at all. You know, you don't like no. the bluegrass covers. No, no, no. Ah, come on, it's too old for them. Like um, that's a cool song. I know, yeah, but then they, they've they've done it up a little bit. They butchered it, right? And um, there's also a guy online who does very cool covers. He takes. Have you ever seen the Major to Minor? 
takes happy songs and makes them really sad. I have to play Girls Just Want to Have Fun. You know that song? Girls! Yeah. But he makes it real depressing and sad. Oh, oh does he? Oh, real I dark. Uh, I Prevail. This is a, or Prevail Blank Space, the Taylor Swift cover, right? This is a, a another very, very rocky version of a Taylor Swift song. And again, Taylor Swift songs are usually lovely. Yeah. They're emotional. They're, you know, giving out about her ex-boyfriends all the time. And she's like, you're, you're all idiots and blah, blah, blah. But they're lovely, kind of poppy, folky kind of songs. This is a, a kind of punk rock version Tell of it. Me all you heard about me, so hey, let's be friends. I'm dying to see how this one ends. Grab your passport and my hand. I can make the gun go back for a weekend. <laughs> so it's going to be forever, or it's going to go down in flames. Not bad. Oh, very Lincoln Parkish. Yeah, it is a little bit, isn't it? That Lincoln Park mixed in with uh, who was your man Fred singing? Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, Fred Durst. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what's been your favorite so far then? Joe, I quite like that now. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, that's good. A punk rock version of Taylor Swift's song, and you yeah. know, they're all so lovely and country, and now it's like. Very good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, let us know. Anyway, if you come across any other decent ones, always seven six seven nine seven one zero four. The randomer, the better. I said there's a, a loads. There's millions of covers, obviously, on different songs, especially that Olivia Rodrigo one, Driver's License. There's been a load of weird ones done um, online. Okay, in relation to, we have to pick another place in Dublin this week and remix the song. And uh, we have done Fingless to Lorgan, Cabra, Drimna. And Walkinstown. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, good evening. Hey, Cormac and Saoirse. You could use Bass Hunter. Now you're gone for Lucan if you haven't done that yet. How? Now you're gone. Is that meant to be Lucan? Yeah, that, uh, like, it's grand. Would it work? Would it, would it really work, Matt? Yeah, would it, though? Um, also. Feel free to send us a voice note of you singing it so we get the gist. Because we know, you probably know exactly what it's like in your head. Imagining yeah. it and hearing it, but send, send us on a voice note, man. We, we could be singing it wrong. Yeah. Um, also, if the US feds are looking for a new form of torture at Guantanamo Bay, your Old Town Road cover will definitely do the job. <laughs> Search's voice gets very high-pitched. <laughs> well, that's the way he ends, Matt. That's from Matt. <laughs> okay, Thanks, thank Matt. you, Matt. Uh, it does get very high-pitched. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Just another string to my bow, as they say. You could do Tala and play Scooter jumping all over Tala. What's Scooter song is that? Is that the cover he did where it's jumping all over Tala? The world. Does he do a yeah? Does he do a cover of that or a remix of that? Maybe. Uh, why would Sasha want or need to be on Tinder? Tinder. Oh. Oh, Robbie, thank you. That's so kind. I wouldn't ever, literally ever. Yeah. Nothing would spur me on to go on that thing. Like as myself, mm, yeah, just wouldn't do it. Yeah. West nightclub was the other one in Blanche. Was that what it was called? Speaking of uh, the nightclub in Blanche, which was Heaven, which then went to Light, I think, and was it West nightclub at one point? Is that correct, right, David? I do like your winky face, David, because obviously you got up to no good in that club. Oh yeah, I know what you were at. You know what you were at. Filt. Justin Timberlake, sexy back, but it's for Ballybrack. Oh yeah. I'm getting, I'm. What is it? What does the lyrics go like again? I'm going to Bali, Brad. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Janet is giving Sersha more abuse. Janet, come on now. We're all friends here. Well, she started off nice. Oh, poor Sersha. 
She hasn't a note in her head or a beat for that matter. Thank you very listen, much, Janet. Listen, that was Janet, it's, it's, the, it's the beat. She does have the notes. It's just the beats. And when the beats are off, the notes go on the wrong notes in the song. So then it sends out a tune. I just do my own thing. I know. I'm a, a freestyler. Yeah, yeah. What's that song? Freestyling? Rock the microphone. Yeah, even, <laughs> even that has a bit of beat to it. So I don't know if you, you can do that one if you want. Yeah, but I'm saying freestyler. That's what I am. I'm a freestyler. Rocking my microphone. Janet, thanks very much for that. Simon, good evening. Thanks for that. Does this count? Trump sang a Jojo Siwa song, Dream. What? Jojo Siwa. Send us the links, Layla. We don't know what the crack is with that. Uh, okay, still to come on the show, we uh, you'll be hearing from a guy who is using MDMA in clinical settings to help treat people with alcoholism. Ben Sessa is the gentleman's name. We'll be on shortly as well. And we'll have music from Bissett that's new. Uh, Lewis Capaldi before we go. That's next here on Room 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. Time is Cormac and Sisha here on Room 104. Remember, you can listen to Premier League games live. They are available on fm104.ie. And if you're listening to them right now through the FM 104 app, you can find them there. All the fixtures will be updated for this week and the weekend. But if you want exclusive coverage of the F, uh, of the Premier League games live, go onto fm104.ie and the FM 104 app. It's the Premier League live with Now TV. Only pay for the games that matter to you, your sport, on your terms with Now TV. Now, have you ever been either in a coffee shop or a pub or maybe you, you work in a pub or a cashier's place or whatever and uh, overheard something that you maybe not that you necessarily should have heard but something that was a little bit weird or made your kind of ears burn a little bit and going what in the name of God's going on here? Yeah it did happen to me in a coffee shop an actual coffee shop where I overheard a guy talking to his friend about breaking up with his girlfriend she ended up coming in the friend left and the two of them sat there and I I, li- I was so awkward. She definitely knew it was coming though, because she was, you know, she had that kind of stiff, kind of wasn't relaxed posture. sitting down there, yeah. kind of just waiting, ready to, to leave as I ha- opposed to I, enjoying I herself. Had to leave because it was a quiet enough coffee shop, oh, and I was no. like, this is so awkward because she was going to start crying, and I just couldn't. Uh, oh, would you not see that for the the drama, the crack he would kind of entertained? No, and it was so bad because he obviously a texter saying we need yeah. to talk, and yeah. then. When she arrived, the friend left, so she knew he was sitting there with his mate. I mean, there are some, obviously, a hell of a lot of downsides if you work directly with the public in a retail mm. setting or a coffee shop or a pub or wherever it is and you kind of deal with deal with us annoying people on a daily basis. So sorry about that. But I'm sure you do come across some absolute gems where you're like, ah, trying to keep a straight face here while I hear this. Uh, same thing I heard in, um, I was in the shops of the weekend, but it was very, very, very funny. A woman was on the phone to... Some either tradesman or builder who was meant to come out and fix something in her house. Yeah. And she was in, in the line of the shop and answered the phone and was like, oh yeah, yeah it is, yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, um. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, you can't make it. Oh, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just, you know, I had to take a day off work to make sure that someone will be there and oh. he isn't available and the kids and blah, blah, blah. No, but don't worry about it. I mean, if you got to, if you, you know, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. It's not your fault. Yeah. I don't know. I'll get back to you. Blah, 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 blah. Obviously, real passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. far more angry Quite than right. what she was letting on, right? Uh, and your man obviously had let her down last minute and all this stuff. And I was there going, oh, okay. Anyway, she then proceeds to ring her fella and then goes, you'll never believe what's after happening. He's after cancelling. And and then she was going, I did. I told him. I told him it's after ruining the entire day. I to- no, no, I told him all that. I, I, I said it to him. I was like, you didn't your arse say anything to him. Stop. So again, she obviously was playing it down, was all lovely and nice, and then wanted to tell her fella that, you know, she was giving him dog abuse when she wasn't. Yeah, I just, no, I just thought it was I'd kind of... I'd say that uh, happens all the time. I just, th- th- thought it was funny that, you know, she, on the one hand, it was all sheepish mm. with the trades dude that let her down. The other hand was like, no, I, t- I told him. I definitely did say Oh, it. like, yeah, no, I did, yeah, I was real angry. And I gave him a piece of my mind when she just bent over and kind of yeah, yeah, was a bit yeah, of a doormat to him. Yeah. But I was like, that's fun. That was funny. Um, that was one of the more uh, interesting things that I've ever overheard more. But if, you know, you're listening, you work in a bar or you know, if you're in a garage, I'd say as well, dealing with people on a day- daily basis, anything working in a coffee shop or a pub or the cashier's desk where you unfortunately have to <laughs> interact with people on a daily basis or at least used to have to interact let us know some of the stranger or weirdest things that you've ever heard 0876797104 the strangest thing I ever overheard now this wasn't in a shop or anything with a job I was and I swear to god this happened I was walking through Temple Bar mm. and there was a guy there with his son and his son was kind of walking behind him and the father was like, I'd say he was in his early 30s and the kid was like six or seven. And I just caught the end of their conversation. And the, and the dad was going to the son. So hey, hey, let me get this straight. You lit the match and you set the clothes on fire and then you left the room. And that's all I got from the conversation. Oh, I'd be like, what happened next? Because they were walking that way and I was walking this way and I just heard it and I was like, hang on, sorry, what? So oh my little God. arsonist kid was setting the house on fire. Now, all young boys, I think, go through a phase of liking to play out matches. I certainly did. Do they? I, I had a box of matches in my bed. And you know when you hold a match underneath your finger and flick that. it off? Like how I didn't burn the entire house down, I don't know. Because you're flicking it onto your mattress. I do remember my mum leaving hers around the place. Yeah. And yeah, it was just really silly to do. But 
God. Yeah, let us know if you've ever overheard what's the weirdest thing, the strangest thing you've overheard in work or maybe just out about in the shops or while you're on the bus. Like the bus is a great place to, you know, just pretend you're listening to your earphones and then you're hearing someone with the drama going, what's going on? I I remember being in the gym the one time I went and I heard a girl (laughs) screaming at her boyfriend on the phone in the gym, on the phone. Oh no. It's like, what place, time Uh, and place. Like, And everyone was staring at her. Really loud, really... I hate people who do that. I hate people who let everyone know in the gym they're on the phone. I had a guy there and he, you know, what's that now? Yeah. And you're like, all right, Pocky, oh, you're trying to do your business in the gym. You're like, relax, will you? Yeah, relax. That's that's the key word. Leave the phone in the locker. Go in, do your work and go home. I know, then go home. 0876797104. Weirdest thing you've overheard, be it in work or maybe just standing on the line. Uh, in a pub or a coffee shop or even in the shops whatever it is let us know what the crack is uh, Lewis Capaldi before you go you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long FM 104 Cormac and Sir here on Room 104 thanks to a couple of more me- couple of more messages that have been sent in on the strange covers that you found online there's a very good one of Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license done by the Paris Rock Group it's a, it's a very heavy rock cover it's not too bad but got sent in this one of the two cellos you might have seen the two cellos they do kind of celloby covers of pop songs we got sent in this one of Thunderstruck the ACDC classic Not, not bad at all. That's cool. I like that. Making a cello look cool. Would you date a guy who can play a cello like that? Mm, I would, yeah. Uh, thanks for that. That's not a bad cover. Listen, speaking of uh, speaking of covers and all of the abuse that Saoirse has been sent in this evening because of her latest uh, Walkinstown cover, Old Walkinstown Road by Lil Nas, which we remixed based on your suggestions. Now, I think we should play it again. I think so too. I'm going to go home and cry myself to see because of all the abuse that <laughs> yeah, I've been getting. Yeah. So thanks for that. Uh, the suggestions came in last week for Walking Sound. We got most of the things in. Uh, John's Takeaway is in there. The Roundabout's obviously in there. The Castro Pub, the Cherry Tree, the Brennan's Factory, the Chocolate Factory. What else? We'll have a listen if you're from Walking Sound and know the area, see how many places we are able to squeeze in. But this is the remix, Old Walking Sound Road from Little Nass's uh, Old Town Road, uh, which we did. Uh, if you want us to send it to you, we can WhatsApp to you. If you want us to never play it again, we can also do that too. But let us know what you think. Here it is. Western. Last time this evening. Uh, enjoy Old Walking Sound Road. The nation holds its breath. Yes, we're there! Islander through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Yeah, I'm gonna drive my car down to Walking Sound. I'm gonna... Try cross that roundabout. Yeah, I'm gonna drive my car to Walkinstown. Not gonna lie, hate that roundabout. A nation held its breath, roundabout and jazz. Strolling down the Kestrel Pope with Opal on my chest. Riding on my horse, Brandon's bread, of course. Fools and horses, copy. We got one up on our porch. Hillbilly chicken is something. Cherry tree be pumping. John's takeaway is humping. Castle pup be pumping. Chocolate factory fills me full of glee. Flavors they are pouring. I might see the Kevin Moore and wearing tiny 
his shorts. He got an O'Neill Sports. Gluck, gluck, chicken truck, you know. I might just give a look, you know. Hillbilly chicken is something. Cherry tree be pumping. John's takeaway is humping. Castle pup be pumping. Yeah, I'm gonna drive my car down to Walkins Town. I'm gonna try cross that roundabout. Yeah, I'm gonna drive my car to Walkins Town. Not gonna lie, hate that roundabout. Beautiful. You're Sergio. welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely stunning. Stunning and brave, I should say. Brave. I was very brave when I recorded that and I just got absolutely butchered. So I'm going to go online later on and cry. Do, do. Put up a cry into your TikTok videos yes. and on your Instagram stories. And then, you know, you can get some uh, likes and attention over that. Uh, anyway, uh, the suggestions have been for Rush, Tala, Blanche. Um, that was obviously for Walking Sound. Where should we do next? Where should we do this Friday on the show? Let us know where you would like us to do. It, it, it's looking like it has to be Daft Punk because they broke up today and they've ended. Uh, if we can produce it, we'll try our very, very best. But place in Dublin you're from, where's home that you would like us to remix? 0876797104. Next on the show, MDMA and its impact on you. If you're an alcoholic, how can it be used in treatments? When can you expect to see it rolled out as an actual therapy that people are going to be using? Uh, ben Sessa, who's a researcher, is going to be on next to explain. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. The world's first clinical trial looking into MDMA for alcohol use disorder and seeing what benefits we can derive from it. Uh, and joining us now to talk a little bit more about that research is Dr. Ben Sessa. Dr. Ben Sessa, sir, how are you? Hello, hi, pleased to meet you all. Thank you very much for having me along. No worries at all. This sounds like, uh, again, not trying to be to be kind of facetious <laughs> or stupid here, but it, it sounds, when you say using MDMA, which is obviously a, an illegal drug pretty much everywhere, to treat alcoholism, s- sounds like, it sounds, sounds counterproductive. Yeah. yeah, it sounds counterproductive and wrong, and it just seems a bit, a bit mad. But can you explain how and why this mm. has come about and what might the potential benefits be? Okay, so first of all, when you talk about different risks or dangers of different drugs, there are few things worse for you in life than drinking three bottles of vodka a day. So any kind of treatment, whether drug-based or not, that gets you off daily alcoholism is almost certainly safer than what you're doing with daily alcoholism. So what we use is uh, a course of psychotherapy in which the patient takes MDMA twice, two doses of MDMA, over the course of eight weeks with a lot of support um, and monitoring and follow-up and just lots of ongoing integration and they're screened patients in a medical setting. So when you compare that, two doses of MDMA, with what you're trying to treat, three bottles of vodka a day for years, um, mm. from a pharmacological point of view, there's just no comparison that the MDMA, hands down, is considerably safer. Now, how can MDMA solve the problem with alcoholism? That's a great question. So it's a very broad question. Really, we're using MDMA as an adjunct to psychotherapy. So this is essentially a course of psychotherapy or counselling, but on two occasions we add MDMA to that counselling, which makes the experience of the counselling deeper and more effective. What MDMA does is it allows the patient to talk about and explore and resolve difficult psychological issues that go back many years. Most cases of alcoholism or indeed other addictions 
are based on some kind of trauma, often trauma occurring in childhood. And one of the reasons it's so hard to treat these trauma-based disorders such as addictions is because patients just don't want to go there and do that psychological work because it's too overwhelming and painful. When we give them MDMA in a controlled clinical setting, they find they are able to do that psychotherapeutic work that they weren't able to do before. So um, that's really how we're using it as a tool to assist psychotherapy to overcome long-lasting trauma that's contributing to their drinking. When did this idea kind of come into clinical researchers' minds that there might be potential to start using psychedelic drugs like MDMA for this kind of work? So MDMA started arising within the medical community in the late 1970s and early 80s, and it was being used as this in this way as a tool to treat mental health conditions. Uh, this is before it was illegal. It was then, then leaked from the medical community in the early 80s, and the whole rage scene happened in the late 80s. The drug was banned, which whole all the research, of course, did nothing to stop the recreational use of MDMA yeah. uh, because ban banning things doesn't make them go away, it just makes them more dangerous. But in the last 10 years or so, we started reopening this research again. And almost all of the research everywhere around the world with MDMA has been on post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. But I'm an addiction psychiatrist and I know that my population of patients with addictions, I think of them all as PTSD plus addiction because almost all of them have features of PTSD. PTSD or trauma. So we thought, let's not just do another PTSD MDMA study, which everyone's mm. doing. Let's do one on alcoholism because alcohol, alcoholism is a massive public health problem, huge personal, domestic, clinical and financial burden to the public health. So it, it's also a disorder that's very hard to treat. You know, the current outcomes for people with drinking, with the best the medical profession can throw at you, are extremely poor. So it was a good target to see if we could do this with MDMA. And anyone that you've trialled this on, what have you found? So we did, before we did this study with the MDMA, we did an observation study just looking at how well people do in Bristol post-detox after they've been detoxed from alcohol. We followed them up for nine months to see the rate at which they return to drinking. This is with all the very best current traditional treatment. And at mm. nine months, 76% of them were back to their previous drinking levels. With our MDMA study, when we, we took the same, uh, the same kind of population, nine months after the MDMA, 12% of them were back to their drinking levels. So that's a staggeringly excellent result, however you look at it. It blows out of the water the current best treatments for alcoholism that we have available. And what, you know, obviously if someone was on this treatment plan, what exactly do they they feel when they take it? Is it to kind of press their urge to, to drink or what, what does it do? Well, what we do is it's not just the drug alone. The point about all psychedelic assisted therapies is it's a combination of the drug sessions and the non-drug sessions. So it's an eight-week course of therapy sessions, weekly counselling sessions, and most of them are not with the MDMA. They're just normal face-to-face -face therapy. And during those sessions, you build up an agenda and an intention for where you want to go with the drug. You then have a drug session followed by two weeks of integration sessions and a second drug session and then two more integration sessions. So it's the totality of that whole course that you use to help them explore the roots of their drinking, the trauma in their life and particularly their childhood and help them to overcome those dynamics that are underlying the drinking. So it, we're using the MDMA as a tool to enhance a, an eight-week course of psychotherapy. And then can 
anyone I know it's it's still in trial phase but do you how do you pre-screen and what are you looking for so is this someone who may have tried everything else or can this be the first kind of port of call for someone who's looking to kick their alcohol well yeah so we recruited everyone from our local drug and alcohol so they were all people with heavy dependent daily drinking habits with physical addiction to alcohol and psychological addiction and they all underwent a detox to come down off their drinking to zero and that's really the first port of call for treating alcoholism yeah. and, and that in some ways is the easy bit I'm not downplaying it but it, that's the easy bit getting off getting dry is the easy bit so they all went through the 10 to, 10 to 15 day detox with Librium and then they're all on zero drinking then they came into the eight week course um, in terms of you know screening it was like like most pharmacology research you have to screen out certain risk factors like cardiac yeah. disease or high suicide risk or addiction to other drugs like cocaine or heroin and we had to know that their liver function was reasonably good and their cardiac mm. functioning and this kind of thing and they have blood tests and ECGs so I mean, like all research, it's like you need people who are just the right amount of ill, but also just the right amount of well. So there's quite a lot of inclusion and exclusion factors to get the population that you want. But they were all the same inclusion and exclusion factors as we used on our previous study in which we didn't have a MDMA intervention. We just measured outcome. So the two groups are comparable. I mean, the outcome is, or it does sound amazing. I mean, 12% are only going back on to, to alcohol or their previous kind of addiction that they had. When do you think that we could see more of this type of treatment? Well, ours was a world's first. And so it was a pilot study. So it was only eight, it was only 14 patients. So it's only small. It's what you call a proof of concept study. Obviously, a lot more research is needed with larger groups in different labs in different places. Whether our group here in Bristol are going to be doing any more on alcohol, we're not sure. We're moving on to other things at the moment. But certainly we're hoping another team somewhere around the world will pick this up and do a larger study and replicate the results. Uh, what do you think people... Uh, I'd imagine one of it's a, uh, some of it might be a public perception problem and uh, over the next few years people don't, don't maybe like the idea of psychedelics being helpful or positive so like what would you say to people who might be listening to this kind of going ah come on no, you can't be using MDMA to kind of help people well again you just have to go back to the basic toxicology and pharmacology if, if, if you seriously think that two doses of MDMA is going to cause you more harm than three bottles of vodka a day then you really need to go back to your pharmacology textbooks and get some basic knowledge there the psychedelic drugs um, psilocybin particularly MDMA are incredibly low risk substances. That might sound controversial to someone, but just look at the data. MDMA, even in the form of recreational ecstasy use, which is not what we're doing, the actual rates of morbidity and mortality are staggeringly low. And they have been for seven for, for 25 years in this country. And the rate of harm from psychedelics is incredibly low. So, yeah, I think you're right. There's a, there's a lot of erroneous misconceptions, which are essentially are a byproduct of the last 50 years of the extreme political folly that is the Misuse of Drugs Act. And it's poisoned the minds of clever, erudite, intelligent people to think that if a drug is banned and illegal, it therefore is dangerous and has no medical uses. That's just complete folly. There's a, a great many drugs that I prescribe on a daily basis as a psychiatrist that are far more toxic than MDMA, yet we tolerate those. So what this does in a way, all psychedelic research, it shines a light on the stupidity of the drug laws as they stand and it stifles research. So, you know, I, I, this, is, this is not, in my eyes, controversial or, or unusual at all. This is just good, evidence-based, focused, safe and efficacious human pharmacology research. The real controversy is that governments don't see it that way. 
that's the real controversy, that these drugs that can be safely and efficaciously provided to reduce the distress of patients are banned. That's the news story you want to be following. Well, it's a problem, I feel, that's only getting worse. And I think there was studies done. They were trialling it out for depression. Um, so, I mean, who knows? This could be a positive Well, yeah, thing. I mean, no, it is positive. And I've been working with psychedelics for 15 years. I've worked with studies with LSD and psilocybin, magic mushrooms, ketamine, DMT, cannabis and MDMA. And I've administered all those drugs and I've received all those drugs, incidentally, as a healthy volunteer on these studies. And things are really moving forward. And we, we are seeing more and more protocols for psychedelic research. This is no longer some crazy fringe thing that just a bunch of weirdos in California do. Every major, every major scientific institution around the world now, Oxford, Cambridge, Yale, Harvard, Bristol, Cardiff, Belfast, all of the NYU, they're, they're all running major psychedelic research programs. This is not a fringe subject. This is cutting-edge psychopharmacology and psychiatry. And I urge people to get involved because this is the future of psychiatry. Uh, just before we let you go, I just, you know, personally interested, you mentioned you've tried uh, DMT before, and I think I came across some Netflix documentary on that before, saying that that's a very uh, enlightening or, or spiritual kind of drug. If you did take a can you remember what your experience of that drug was like? Well, DMT is not wholly dissimilar from LSD or psilocybin, and they're all in the same class as these classic psychedelics, all of which are, have um, this capacity to induce this subjective mystical or spiritual experience. And indeed, these, these compounds have been used for thousands of years in non-Western and indigenous practices as sacramental tools to assist spiritual experiences. So they're all very well known to, to produce these effects. And indeed, some people would claim that the psychological experience of spirituality is based on an endogenous chemical within our brains mm. like DMT. So when, we, when we're having a non-drug religious or spiritual experience, what's actually happening in our brain is a physiological psychedelic experience. And when we take these drugs externally, that's all we're doing. So, yeah, they, they do have this capacity to ask these very existential questions of life, death, birth, who am I, what am I, what are the labels I hang around myself, how do I define myself? Now, from a clinical point of view, these are really interesting because if you're working with traumatized people whose personal narratives and labels are very negative, I am useless, I am a failure, I am worthless, a drug that allows you to essentially reboot or rebrand these rigid narratives and allow you to rebuild how you see yourself in the world is an incredibly important clinical tool. Does incredibly interesting. I think there's only going to be more research of the type that you're doing and more interesting results from the type of research you're doing. But listen, um, we appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing the, the research with you. I know your website is at drsessa.com, but is there anywhere else you'd, you'd recommend for people who might be more interested in the research you're carrying out? So most of the work by with MDMA is being carried out by a group called MAP, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. They're maps.org and most of the work with psilocybin or magic mushrooms is being carried out by a group called Compass Pathways. So people can look there and they can sign up to become uh, um, subjects in research studies if they're interested. So those, those are good ports of call. Dr. Ben Sessa, thank you very much for giving up your time this evening. We will chat you again soon. Excellent. Good luck. Thanks. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.